Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good morning. Welcome to a brand new week on 11 to 1. Sinead Brazel here with you. Inishmore in the Aran Islands becomes the legendary Craggy Island once more for a weekend of high jinks as Ted Fest is back. Organiser and founder of the festival, Peter Phillips, joins me for a chat. She's at the end of the challenge. I check in with writer Taryn Devine for here. She's been dressing as household objects for the month of January. She set herself a new challenge as well for the month of February. So going to catch a word with her. WhatsApp and text lines are open. 086 1800 658. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. Mr. Stevie Wonder kicking us off this morning. LMFM Radio here. Sinead Brazel with you. Good morning. Hope you had a nice weekend and you are ready for the week ahead. You can get in touch with me at anything, about anything at all, at any time on 086-1800-658. I had a... An all right weekend, an all right weekend. It was a DIY weekend for us. And I think I told you about this a week or two ago, that this was on the horizon, that we were finally going to start doing up the daughter's bedroom. And all I can say is fair play to people who tackle the DIY situation with their partner or spouse, because um, I'm not the better at it (laughs) this morning. I'm not. And I think I've learned a couple of things about when you do DIY when you're not great at DIY and you do, you know, these kind of jobs with your, your spouse or partner, it's uh, not a good mix. It's really not. These are the, some of the things that I've learned. Preparation is key, isn't it, when it comes to DIY? I totally agree. Preparation is key. But my question is, how many hours can one spend laying out the floor covering? Oh, and laying it out, nailing it down nearly as well so it doesn't move. Uh, Laying out the paintbrushes, the rollers, the paint trays and the paint. Laying them all there out, just right in a line. How many hours can you spend doing that before you pick up the brush and start painting already? Number two. No matter how much floor covering you lay down, you will get paint places you don't want it, as we discovered when I left the room, trailing dappled grey paint into the hall carpet. Not good. I got it out. Don't worry. We, we rescued it fairly quickly. But it was a bit of a momentary dilemma there. Number three, masking tape around the edges, not always your friend. No, no, no. After laying down said masking tape for what seemed like hours, only to discover that the pesky bugger will stick to the skirting boards if left overnight. Oh yeah. Cue lots of complaining as we've tried to practically chisel it off. Number four. Your arms will ache in places and ways you never knew before. So forget your gym membership. Just pick up a paint roller. You know what I mean? You don't, it's all the cardio you need. Number five. Allow your pernickety husband to do the edges very carefully with a brush. You are much better suited to slapping the paint on with the roller. His painstakingly long approach will pay off 
<laughs> but all you can do is just drink the wine and watch him as he tackles it. It's my only option, really. Number six. Finally, you are finished. You stand back and marvel at your handiwork only to realise you missed a spot. Oh, yeah. The light plays tricks on you as well, doesn't it? With the old painting. You have to stand back a bit and look at it. Oh, my God. Look, we got through it. The walls are painted. There is a feature wall that has yet to be wallpapered. I ain't going even near that. That is a job, I think, for somebody else. But yeah, I have tackled. That's the the extent of our DIY. Wondering, would you be a DIY person now yourself? Would you tackle jobs around the house yourself? Would you give it a go? Would you be good at it? Or would you make a disaster of things like we kind of did at the weekend? Let me know on 86 658 I want to hear about your DIY disasters. I might have a little prize for you as well on that. DIY disasters 086-1800-658. You're listening to LMFM Radio. Sinead Brazel here with you. Jamie has been on. Thank you so much, Jamie. On 086-1800-658. He says, masking tape is the most useless effing tape that was ever invented. I remember using it in my bedroom as I was doing one wall a different colour to the rest. Skirting wall edges around the window all taped up. Yes, even around the sockets we did as well. Took my time to get it right but when the painting was all done and I started to peel the tape what did it do? It came off leaving uh, the sharp edge you say oh no it came off taking chunks of paint with it. No, he didn't have quite chunks, but I did have little bits coming off and yeah, nightmare. There was no saving it. He said I had to peel it all off and repaint the edges without the tape. This is exactly what happened to parts of the wall with us as well. It's a myth. Masking tape. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. All you need is a steady hand, you know, and um, I do not have a steady hand. So I let my husband do that. We are talking DIY disasters today. Yes, 0861800658. And I do have a prize. I do. North uh, Coffee Company, fantastic coffee company on the North Road in Drogheda. And they treated me very recently to a nice gift box of things and in the gift box there was a little voucher for a coffee and a sandwich or a little treat or whatever you might like and I think anybody that tackles DIY deserves a treat and I want to support this small business that's starting up in Drogheda by offering you this okay so all you have to do is tell me about a DIY situation doesn't matter if it worked out well or if it was a disaster I just want to celebrate anyone that attempts DIY, okay? So I need a DIY story from you. You get a lovely coffee of your choice, plus a nice sambo or a treat at the North Coffee Company in Drogheda. They're on the North Road there. You can't miss them. They're in a big grey truck. You can't miss them. And you can find them on Instagram and Facebook and all the rest of it. So if you would like that, I want to hear your DIY stories, please. 86 658 and we'll pick a winner towards the end of the show. Now, Shirley in Dundalk. Oh, I think some people will be in this situation as well, Shirley. Thank you so much. On 86 658 we're talking about DIY disasters. Last week, my 17-year-old daughter took on a flat pack TV cabinet and have to say, she did a great job till her father came in and said it had to be redone. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? You have it all done and then something else. Oh, that's actually on wrong, but you have to redo it again. Yeah. Fair play to her. She's a trier. I'd be no good myself, says Shirley. Shirley, you've just reminded me. Every single piece of furniture that is to go into this room that I'm doing up on uh, for my daughter is all flat packed. Oh, good luck. Forget about it. Forget about it. Do you know what? There's a niche in the market. There has to be somebody out there that actually, uh, for their job, goes around setting up people's flat pack furniture. You'd make an absolute killing because I'm completely hopeless at that sort of stuff. Keep them coming in to me 86 658 I have a lovely coffee and a treat or a sandwich from the North Coffee Company to give away. Just tell me your DIY stories. They can be disasters. They can be, you know, something that worked out well. I don't mind. 086-1800-658. We caught up with my first guest a couple of weeks ago and she's just brilliant. She is renowned for being the most colourful woman in Ireland and she decided at the start of the month that she was going to do something to brighten up everybody's January because let's be honest January can be a little bit bleak and a little bit dark and after Christmas and all of that and she decided that she was going to dress up as a household object 
every single day for the month of January. And it has been a huge success. This story has gone global at this stage. And today is the final day of the Object Dress Challenge. We're going to be chatting to Taryn Devere just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Of dressing up as objects from her home, and she has captured the attention not just of the Irish nation, but her challenge has gone global at this stage with media in Germany, France, Malta, the US, and even Iran picking up on her fun fashion challenge. So, how does she feel on day 31? Well, she's celebrating with an inspired outfit. I'm delighted to be joined on the line by writer Taryn Devine. How are you doing, Taryn? I am good, Sinead. How are you? I am great. Tell them all what you're dressed as today. So today I'm a bottle of Buck Fizz. Uh, it's kind of green. I've got a green ball gown on and then it's orange for the label and an orange kind of headpiece thing that I made out of a piece of clothing. It is fantastic. <laughs> and what a fantastic item to pick as your last day. So, you know, what a whirlwind month you've had. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling so delighted with myself, you know. I mean, I didn't doubt that I would, would be able to do all 31 days, but I'm just, I'm actually really proud of the images I've created. I think I've created some really beautiful images, some new art in the world, and I feel proud of that. Oh my God, you really have. Uh, but before we get into talking about some of those amazing outfits, tell me and remind us what inspired this challenge in the first place. So I was inspired to do this because I thought that I was probably going to have to spend most of January in my house um, due to the pandemic. And then I thought, well, if I'm going to be stuck in my house, why not be inspired by the house? So I set myself the challenge of dressing inspired by a different item in my house every day for the month of January. And it's just worked so well. And I mean, as you rightly said, art, works of art every single day on Instagram. And you've dressed up as as some fantastic objects. Okay, my favourite is still the VO5 hairspray and also the fab mint green inspired outfit. uh, It was inspired by flower, which was just amazing a couple of days ago. So give us an idea then of what other stuff you've dressed up as. So my personal favourite is probably the custard and the bisto. Um, I think are my two favourites. Um, I think they're just really fabulous colours put together and I just had like really fun sort of vintage style clothes to turn into a great kind of a bit of a vintage aesthetic in those two images. So I'm pretty excited about them, but I've kind of done everything from cleaning products like toilet cleaner um, to things like, like today's um, today's Bucks, Bucks Fizz. I did a Guinness, I did Barocca. Uh, I did laundry um, detergent stain remover, uh, all kinds of. Yeah, <laughs> even Kerry Gold Butter got a got a little uh, uh, nod there as well. And I have to say that outfit that that's gone straight out to a nightclub. That outfit, it's fantastic. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a nightclub in the sixties, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear it. I would. Uh, but you know, when you hear media in the states, Australia, and places as far flung as Iran calling you up to do interviews, that is pretty incredible. That this has gone global. I know, and actually tonight I have my I make my Hollywood debut because I'm on a TV show in Hollywood uh, tonight. So that that'll be fun. That is so exciting! Oh my god, Hollywood even have picked up on this. That is amazing. And you know, today is very special, not just because it's the last day of the challenge, but you have some people coming on board with this, including I have to mention her, our own image consultant, regular on Eleven to One, Maria Macklin, who is dressed fantastically as Sif today. <laughs> it looks amazing. And some animals have jumped on board with this challenge as well, Taryn. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, there seems to have been a few dogs. There's a lot of children and people have been sending me a lot of um, private messages of pictures of kids uh, joining in and obviously people don't necessarily want to share those online. But it's been lovely getting um, seeing people and there's also been adults sending me pictures saying, look, I don't want to share this online, but this is inspired by you. And um, so that's been really lovely as well. And yeah, there's a few people who've joined in um, on Twitter and on Instagram. So it's, it's fun seeing what everybody's coming up with. Yeah, it really is. There's some great outfits on there. Uh, and, you know, every single day, it's been one of the first things I do. I go to check on social media. What's Taryn wearing? Because, you know, so often it's nothing but negative stuff online. So you are completely brightening our day. And I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow is really what I'm saying to you here. Well, uh, I have good news for you because okay. it's continuing into February. Oh. Um, because what happened in January was loads of people were sending me pictures of things and saying, can you please dress as this? 
And I said, well, look, I promised that I would do the month of January things in my house. So I can't change that kind of mid-month. What I'll do is in February, I'll commit to dressing as things in other people's houses. And in order to fund that, I am also dressing as um, things that brands are paying me to dress as. But only cool things and cool brands. Yes. Because I've been had a few brands um, approach me in the last couple of weeks as well. Uh, looking to work with me so that's kind of that's hilarious because like last December I was like I need a new career I literally posted on Twitter and said oh here's all the jobs I've done listed like 20 odd jobs and I said what should I do next I don't know what I want to do and then I never in a million years would I have imagined I'd end up with a career dressing as a packet of crisps (laughs) you know <laughs> oh my god, I love it's it. Hilarious. And I love the brands have come on board and I know like Aldi and Tesco and stuff, they've retweeted you and they've they've commented on the outfits and stuff like that. And and it is, it's boosting their their brand as well, which is fantastic. So you do yes. need our help then for February, or do you have enough outfit suggestions to get you through the month? So I'm looking for people to send me a photo of the the item and I need at least a paragraph of information, who you are, if you want to be public or not about who you are, uh, what the item is, why it's important to you or your family or your culture or your history or your locality. Um, So I've had some submissions from different parts of the world and people sending me a mix of things like things that are like a product that they grew up with and that they love or things that have some kind of sentimental value. Um, So there's sort of a mix of things that people have been sending me so far. Okay, that's really good. So people can do that on social media. They can get in touch with you. They can private message there. Yeah, it's a bit more of a challenge now dressing as things in other people's houses. So I'm going to be breaking my no spend rule. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, however, I probably will be just, um, for the most part, charity shop purchasing uh, of things if I need to purchase. But the people, the things that have been sent to me so far, there's only one of them that I'm like, I don't have those colours in my wardrobe. <laughs> I'm going to have to go on a charity shopping like hunt here to find these colours. Um, that's so, not like you because you are the most colourful woman in Ireland. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's but unusual. I think for really bright colours. You know, yeah. so this is this is real pastels and. Oh. Um, you know, so that's why when I found that, I actually found that mint green dress, that the flower that you love. I found it in my cupboard when I was looking for the the blue sequin for um for the the cheesy puff. Oh. And then I and when I found that dress, I was like, oh, I think I have like flower in that color downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I got really excited and ran downstairs. Well, I can do a pastel outfit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fantastic. And the green with the lovely red flaming hair—it's absolutely working so well for you. It really did. Um. So what have you learned about yourself doing something like this? Because let me tell you, I've learned that I need to laugh more and have fun, which is what I've done every single day watching this challenge. Uh, I think it's, um, I've learned a lot of things about like fashion and styling and about how I had some mad ideas about how you, what you could and couldn't do and colours you could and couldn't put together and, and, ha- and how many belts one can wear. <laughs> because quite often if I was like oh I need to get that colour in and the only thing I have is a belt so I end up wearing maybe three belts (laughs) but um, I have uh, yeah it's really stretched me in terms of my creativity uh, which has been amazing and great to to realise that I can wear my clothes in lots of different ways and be more creative because the other part of it is you know if I didn't have something in a colour like that Bisto outfit I had one one thing in the blue color and then I needed to make the blue lid and I didn't have anything else in that blue color but I had a tote bag so I used a basket lid and the tote bag and I created a hat out of that and um, I don't think anyone would know that it was a tote bag and the lid of a basket (laughs) you know like it, it looks pretty cool and so I've been making little videos as well to show people like how I put the looks together and things like that and posting those on Instagram and TikTok as well. Yeah, because people so, can get inspiration. Um, and that's that's the real message of this as well, you know, that you can use stuff around the house, you can repurpose things and you don't need to buy things each time, which is a really great message to take from this. Taryn, and also, was- also just one final thing is that fashion is meant to be fun. Yes. It's meant to be fun. It really is. It really is. And you need to feel good in it. And I'd say you felt great every single day in those outfits. They just looked amazing. It was no longer a dark January. You made it so bright and colourful and fun. Thank you so, so much for brightening our day and best of luck with the next challenge. Thank you so much, Sinead.
Taryn Devere there dressing up as household objects for the month of January and she wants inspiration from you now for February because February is going to be very much about objects that you know either are in your house or as she mentioned there things that sort of are part of your culture maybe or things that you have a connection with so if you would like to be part of this and you'd like Taryn to dress up as something that means something to you you can get in touch with her she's on Instagram at Taryn Devere and also on Twitter as well on the same handle you can find her there and she'd be only delighted to hear from you and I think it's just fantastic it really is uh, think of you know like such amazing ideas that came out of like a small thing initially it really is it's absolutely brilliant um, so we're going to take a quick break and I'm back with music from Ham Sandwich 11 to 1 on LMFM Give me space Self storage Ham Sandwich Illuminate on LMFM's 11 to 1. I want to dedicate that one to Sarah Farrell in Kildaki. She's celebrating a birthday today and there's a request coming in from Maureen. It says, Hi Sinead, please play, uh, please wish Sarah Farrell in Kildaki a very happy birthday today. Have a lovely day, Sarah, from Maureen in Monalvi. Hope you are having a great birthday, Sarah and Maureen is thinking of you. Now it's time for this. LMFM Northeast Update with Senator Windows. Whether you're extending, building, or replacing your windows and doors, talk to your local Senator Windows dealer today on 1850 77 Temperatures out there, 8 to 10 degrees, although it does feel colder. Sunset is at 5.05 pm. Sunrise tomorrow is 8.12 am. On this day in 1961, The Misfits premiered in New York City. It was the final movie for Clark Gable and Marilyn Monroe. And today is half fun at work day so keeping things fun while you're at work has been something that people have been trying to accomplish for as long as possible playing games with co-workers is a good way to keep it fresh encourage your employer to plan games or theme activities or form a committee to find ways to help relieve the boredom of work see how well that one goes down now have fun at work day today LMFM Northeast Update News at 12 is approaching but after that we have Yes, the hijinks returns to Inishmore. Ted Fest is back. I'm going to be chatting to the founder of the festival, Peter Phillips. Plus, more of your DIY stories all to come. Still to come on 11 to 1, Inishmore in the Aran Islands becomes the legendary Craggy Island once more for a weekend of hijinks because Ted Fest is back. Organiser and founder of the festival, Peter Phillips, joins me for a chat. I hear more of your DIY stories, plus a Hollywood A-lister is in Ireland. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Kings Court. See gilmores.ie. On air, on your smart speaker, this is LMFM. Sinead Brazel here with you till one. Stereophonics with Dakota kicking off our second hour. And it seems that Hollywood just cannot get enough of our emerald isles because John Travolta is the latest celebrity to touch down quite literally... He uh, piloted his own plane into this country and he is here in Ireland. Uh, but he did show off his Irish accent, which a lot of people were kind of going, ah, John, ah, no. Here he is anyway, flying into Ireland. On our uh, descent into Shannon, Ireland, and we'll see you on the ground. It's been a good flight. So I've arrived safely in Ireland, and I just want to take this moment to thank you for all your support for Ella's song, Dizzy. It's a big success. We're very proud, and it's all because of you. And as the Irish say, you know, life is what you make it, isn't it? Oh, it is. Oh, yes, it is. Ah, John, you're going to be kicked out now if you keep talking to us like that. That is it. Oh, what, what is it? I don't understand. Hollywood celebrities, they think we talk like diddly daddle doodle doo. We don't. 
We don't. But anyway, I'll forgive him because he did look quite cool inside the, the airplane. He is here in Ireland and um, he is very much, uh, with his, he's with his daughter as well, Ella. And um, he is flying over here for business purposes because uh, he is uh, just, I don't know what he's at really, but he's like in, in, the, in the country anyway for business purposes, staying in a dare manor where they all stay, don't they? It's fab. Absolutely fabulous down there. Uh, and he says, yeah, uh, he also, his song or his daughter's song, Ellie, Ella even, sorry. Ella is the daughter. She has a song, Dizzy, apparently. Um, so she might be headed for the L, bright lights and glitz and glamour and all of that of celebritydom herself. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's he was promoting the, the daughter's song, but just flying in, in in his plane, as you do. You know what I mean? When you're an A-list celebrity. So he's in the vicinity. He is in the country of Ireland and we'll forgive him for the accent. I'll forgive him. He's a great actor. I like John Travolta. Anyway, let's see what else is happening in the world of celebrity. The Buzz on LMFM with the Crown Plaza Dundalk featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Dundalk.ie has it all. Hi, I'm Hannah. Katie Price has opened up about hitting rock bottom after she was arrested for drink driving in September last year. She addressed her recent court case in the first episode of her show on Channel 4, Katie Price's Mucky Mansion. I regret getting in the car. I could have killed someone. I could have killed myself. My kids could might not have had a mum. I was rock bottom at that point. It was a wake-up call. I don't want to be in that situation again. In fact, I don't want to be in a situation where I feel that sad inside that I need to just go and do something and be destructive and hurt people around me because I don't know how to cope with it. Chris Brown has reportedly been sued for $20 million as he's accused of sexual assault. It's claimed the assault took place aboard a yacht that was docked at P. Diddy's home on Miami Beach's Star Island. Tiffany Haddish stars in new series The After Party, which is available on Apple TV Plus now. Tiffany plays a detective who has to solve a murder that takes place at a high school reunion, and she tells us how much she loved working on the show. Working on The After Party was such a huge joy. I mean, we had a lot of fun, had great conversations, I learned a lot of stuff. These actors on this series, their imaginations out of this world. So it's just fun to sit back and watch. Selling Sunset star Vanessa Viella has revealed she's engaged after partner Tom Fraud got down on one knee at the Griffith Observatory in Los Angeles. She shared the moment with fans on Instagram, captioning it, Two souls, one heart, I said yes. That's The Buzz, I'm Hannah. The Buzz on LMFM. With the Crown Plaza Dundalk. Featuring Ireland's tallest work of art. Rooftop restaurant, bistro bar and conference rooms. Wedding and banqueting for up to 400 people. The Dundalk.ie has it all. Earlier in the show... I was chatting about my DIY situation over the weekend with my husband and whilst the walls are looking fab I don't know there's a few touchy moments just don't do DIY with a spouse that's really the message with all of this anyway I decided to do something nice and I wanted to support the North Coffee Company they are on the North Road in Drogheda fantastic location and they are selling fantastic coffee and treats and all the rest of it and they gave me coffee and a sambo lunch well you can pick up a sambo or you can have a treat and I want to give it to you because we're talking about DIY stories and they're coming in on 086 658 my husband painted the sitting room for me but I'm always shifting the furniture around I moved the glass cabinet to discover he'd painted around it this is Janice <laughs> you may leave that cabinet where it is Janice <laughs> uh, during lockdown I wallpapered the wall in the bedroom never did anything like it before came out well says another message here well that's great you know we want to hear about the, the good stuff as well uh, I've got an image here from Julie fantastic it's a unit that she's upcycled from the St Vincent de Paul she says it was cream and shabby headboard was a flat pack and I did the wallpaper it looks incredible with the job that she has done on this unit it's absolutely gorgeous it's uh, for a kid's bedroom Fair play. She says, I love DIY. This is coming in from Mary Matthews. Sinead, I have to say my husband, Tony's great at DIY and fabulous at the IKEA flat packs. Had to give him a mention. He'd love the coffee. This is what we're thinking, you know, because, you know, DIY, it works up a thirst and an appetite. So you deserve a coffee and a sandwich or a treat from North <laughs> from North Coffee in Drogheda. Uh, so, you know, it, whether it's a disaster 
or it's worked out well. I want to hear your DIY stories. 086 1800 658. Keep them coming in to me. There's Queen. Don't stop me now. There's no stopping the crack that is going to happen on Inishmore in the Aran Islands in March because Ted Fest is back. I'm going to meet the founder of the festival, Peter Phillips, just after these. 11 to 1 on LMFM with Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. Visit our showrooms to see or test drive the amazing Mercedes-Benz vehicles. Call our sales team or log on to gilmores.ie. Gilmore's Mercedes-Benz Kings Court. The best in motoring here for you. LM. Yes, it's back. Inishmore in the Aran Islands becomes the legendary Craggy Island once more for a weekend of hijinks because Ted Fest is back. The festival features Ted's Got Talent, Craggy Island's fittest family, a priest dance-off and so much more. And it's running from the 3rd to the 6th of March. And I'm delighted to be joined by the founder of the festival, Peter Phillips, who's on the line. How are you doing, Peter? How's your mate? How are you doing? I am great. I am great. Now, I heard you came up with the idea for this festival in a place that couldn't be further than Craggy Island. Tell us, where did inspiration strike you? <laughs> it was uh, it was on a tropical beach uh, on the east coast of Sri Lanka, uh, but in the middle of a civil war. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what on earth were you doing there? I was... Uh, it was it was just after the ancient tsunami, well, a year after the ancient tsunami, and uh, over here in Wales, we put a small charity together that was funding um, sort of quirky little projects, not the big sort of aid stuff. Um, so we were funding an art therapy group in Oregon Bay, and they wanted us to buy them a bus, and we were just about to wind the charity up. We thought, well, we can't just buy a 20 grand on the hook to buy a bus. Somebody needs to go out and look at it. Never tried buying a bus in Sri Lanka today, by the way. It, it's, uh, it's a long and long process. I could imagine, yeah. I was over, I was over there. Um, I mean, it's all in the setting, but there was still little electricity. It was as hot as Hades. A civil war had kicked off in Sri Lanka because there wasn't enough aid getting over to the Tamil side of the island. And I heard an Irish voice say to me, uh, do you want a beer? It's lukewarm, but I've got beer. So I was talking to uh, a guy called Fergal McGrath. I used to live in Galway. Fergal comes from Galway, so he knew a lot of people. And uh, he was over there doing some um, work on their website and a bit of filming for that same art therapy group. We had a sort of mutual connection there. And um, I spent, we spent three days sort of uh, trying to keep sane and talking about Father Ted. Um, and I run, I still do, I run a big Elvis festival over here in Wales and Fergal was intrigued with that. He said, why don't we do something similar for Father Ted. So I said, well, tell you what, Fergal, if we, if we ever get back to Galway, I'll meet you for a pint in Nocturns and we'll see what we can do. And then six months later, we're sitting in Nocturns and we put Ted Fest together. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> I love it. Sri Lanka, in the middle of a civil war, beer, <laughs> chats with an Irish man and a Father Ted Festival comes about. I absolutely love it. And you mentioned there the Elvis Festival. You also run a vampire festival in Transylvania, which I'm very intrigued about. I'm quite obsessed <laughs> with vampires. Yeah. Oh, that's that's something you want to keep to yourself, should I? <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's a vampire film and art festival. Um, in actual fact, we, 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 were run, we run it for three years in uh, Transylvania. So we ran it for a year in London, in Highgate Village. But this year, we're running it in Cardiff. But, um, it's at a place called Insult Court that was used as a location for this, the Discovery of Witches at uh, Sky yeah. uh, show. So yeah, all, all things vampiric. Um, we show films and got talks and Juliet Landau, who, who you'll know probably from uh, Buffy, Blake Yes, Buffy. Oh, she's fantastic! Got a, she's got a really weird. I saw it actually. I watched it yesterday. It was a. Uh, she's got a really cool. It seems like a documentary, but it's like a documentary that turns into a film. It's like sort of reality appearing in it. it it's very weird, very disturbing, but very very cool. So she's uh, premiering it. Oh, she's coming over to Cardiff um, uh, to, to premiere it. Okay, so you were the you were the man with the unusual festivals. But uh, tell us about Ted Fest now, because I believe the late great Jerry Ryan had a big influence on getting this fest, uh, festival the much needed publicity that it needed in the early days. Oh yeah, yeah, Jerry was great. Jer- Jerry latched on to it. He saw how ridiculous it was from the start. <laughs> so he, he gave it a lot of pleasure. I mean, it ended up in a big row in the run up to, to the first Ted Fest. 
because uh, it, it was, we're on in this more because myself and Fergal have a mutual friend, PJ O'Flaherty, who's got a pub out there. That's that's why in this more was where we put Ted Fest. But it is sheer got got a bit uh, uppity about it because they they, they do have a claim because the opening credits of Father Ted are filmed. That's right. As you, oh, in the Plassey, the, the shipwreck on, on in this year. So, I mean, Jerry stirred it up and, and Paddy Powers got involved and they threw paraffin on the fire. <laughs> so I said, well, why don't we just settle this with a, with a five-a-side football match on the beach? Winner takes all. Whoever wins it uh, gets Ted Fest forever. And that turned into a, a big event and uh, Innisborne won it. Uh, 2-1, as I recall. So they've kept it ever since. But Jerry then... Um, the long involved so we did a milk float push. Paddy Powers had bought the milk float that was in the original um, Father Ted, and they brought it out there. And we came with a standing joke. Here we were having a photograph taken, and it was a knackered old thing that you had to push everywhere. And um, Jerry, so I was talking to him on this show the Monday after Ted Fest. We got talking about it, and he was he was winding me up saying, "Oh, you've got to bring the festival to the mainland." And I said, "No, it's." It books because it's on, on an island. <laughs> I said, I'll tell you what, if, if Paddy Powers would sponsor it, and fairness they did, we'll bring the milk float to the mainland and, and for 40 days and 40 nights we'll push the milk float around Ireland. We say, well, you're dropping the base, don't you? Yes, we um, are indeed. Yeah, but we, 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 the we needs, pushed it yeah. in Bogota. We had a marching band in Bogota one night. <laughs> I remember. That was a great time. <laughs> I love it and this went and you raised so much money uh, for, for charity for Down Syndrome Ireland wasn't it? Yeah yeah it was, I, I got a call literally I like, walking back from doing this interview with, with Jerry a phone went and it was a guy called Porrick Delaney and he said you know you see he was, he was from Down Syndrome Ireland because he's, he's got a daughter who's got Down Syndrome mm. and he was saying are you serious? I said oh, no, no, I'll tell you what I'll meet you in Lockton's for a pint and we'll see what we can do. <laughs> <laughs> that pub is a lot to answer for, for great ideas. It really does. I was living in, um, I was living in Texas for those days. So I said, look, I'm going home. So if I, when I come back to Ireland, uh, so we sat down, sort of wanted it through. You could push this knackered milk float 20 miles a day if you're on a team of people. So, and if you measure it, which we did without Google Maps, we measured it all the way from, from Galway, go right up Mayo, Sligo, Donegal, Derry, Belfast, down the East Coast, across the, the Cork, and then back up. It comes to 821 miles. Oh, that, like, my God. Day. And, that, and Porrick pulled it together because he got a team each day. Yes. Every day, a team from big-ass companies would turn up with their check that they'd already raised money. And we'd also have an ambassador. We'd, uh, the, the big message, apart from raising money for Down Syndrome Island, the message was inclusivity. And, you know, we had a, like a Down Syndrome kid or a young adult every day with the ambassador. Really? And um, that's really, and, and I'll tell you a really nice ending to that story. Porrick's daughter, who was a teenager in those days, I remember she was, she was the first ambassador we had at, at the launch in Dublin. Um, Shira uh, uh, Delaney, now stars in Fair City. The, uh, no the way! Yeah. She got a part in it. That's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's I a lovely me. that's yeah. a lovely ending to that. And you know, Ted Fest, it's it's no ordinary TV convention. This is basically a weekend of pure hijinks, nonsense, people dressing up as characters. For those who've never been to Ted Fest, what's it like? <laughs> it's, it's a wonder to behold. <laughs> um, I've been running it for 15 years and I still don't know how it works. <laughs> It's a particular type of person who would go out to the Aran Islands at the back end of winter and spend four days dressed as a spider baby. <laughs> so if you put 300 of those together, you get like a, you get some sort of critical mass of, of total lunacy that works. We, we put on things like the Lovely Girls Contest and the five of us still play the Craggy Cup that Joe Rooney now referees for us as, as Father Damo. And we've got Owen McLove comes and presents Blind Dates, which has nothing to do with Father Ted, but it's all <laughs> quite funny. And it's a great music programme. We take, you know, one of the bars just has music all the way through. We've got a Divine Comedy Tribute Band coming out. Brilliant. But it's, uh, it's the people that make it. it yeah. You know, it, it, it's, it's people embrace it, don't they? They really do. And I understand as well, people come back year after year after year and you have uh, kind of a love story in, in this as well because I believe there was people who met at Ted Fest that come back as a couple each oh, year. Oh, yeah. 
People do come back. It's not tricky, though. You don't get the same people every year because yeah. I think it wrecks people. I think they go away and say, that was the best weekend I've ever had, but I might give it 10 years before I do it again. <laughs> now, we had a, um, there, was a, there was an elderly Australian guy there one year uh, called John, and I was chatting to him at the bar, and I said, you know what? So, you know what? What brings you to Ted Fest? And he was telling me he was booked two years previously. Uh, him and his wife were coming to, to Ted Fest. Uh, she was Irish and they live in Australia, and she was mad keen to come to Ted Fest. And she died. And I can remember we, we refunded the tickets. And he said he was thinking about it. He said he had to come just to see what on earth she was going on about, because yeah. he couldn't get his head around it at all. And he thought it was brilliant. And he's come back every every year. And a couple of years later, there was a, another um, slightly older lady there I was chatting to. I said, she was German. I said, so what, yeah, what, what brings you to, to Tedfest? And she, she had a large house that she lets rooms out, and she had some Irish students staying there for a year, and they got her into Father Ted. So lo and behold, next year, they're there as a couple, and they've been coming back every year since then. Oh, I love that. She was widowed. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. You know, true love at Ted Fest. True love at Ted Fest. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Uh, okay, so I have to... Be- it's a matchmaking festival. It's not a fun Ted Fest, but it's a matchmaking festival. <laughs> and there is a matchmaking element to this as well. There really is. Um, oh, yeah. Nelly, yeah. Nelly. Uh, yes, match- yeah, you have a, your own matchmaker there, don't you? You do. We we have our resident matchmaker, um, Nelly. Um, yes. She, uh, that always kicks off on the Friday afternoon. So, yeah, that's a, that's a wonder to behold. As yeah, well. every, anyone looking for love, Nelly will sort you out, she will. But you see, the, the whole premise of Ted Fest, going back to when Fergal and I drinking warm beer in a civil war in Sri Lanka, was we, we wanted the opposite of a TV convention. Yeah. We didn't want a comfortable hotel that, you know, people people are there paying a fiver to get a selfie with somebody who had a walk-on part in one episode. We wanted to, to recreate Craggy Island, live the Craggy Island dreams, the man said behind Ted's I think you've managed to do that. I think you really have managed to do that. Now, before I let you go, I have to ask you just a few silly Father Ted related questions. Are you up for this? Oh, okay. 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 There is a quiz on Sunday night. <laughs> no, no, it's, this is very much your, your own opinion. This is your own opinion. Don't worry, don't worry. Okay, here we go. Here we go then. Okay, who's your favourite Father Ted character? Father, I killed a man. Tom, <laughs> <laughs> is it? He's, he's the guy with the eyebrows yeah. in the middle. <laughs> oh my God, yes, I forgot about him. Favourite episode or like kind of scenario that they would have had? Mine's the caravan, like you know, when they go in the caravan. I, yeah, well, look, I, that's, that's what I was going to say, because we've got the caravan. It's uh, we, we, The caravan's out on it. It doubles up as a forest office. Yeah, we've had it for years out there. It's a death trap, because everybody went in it and did river dance, and the, and the floor collapsed. So yeah. it's, it's, I think it's now a crime scene, not a... Not a, not a <laughs> I like that episode. Yeah. Uh, um, the one in the, in the caravan, yeah. and, uh, the guy they keep meeting with when they're in the car. Yeah, that, yes. that, I think it's called hell, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. It really is. If Mrs. Doyle offered you a cup of tea, would you take it? Cup <sighs> tea. I don't drink tea, actually, so I'd say no. Oh, right. Okay, so you'd be... <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a gin company coming out this year. There were a Barry's Tea Gin. Oh my God! I would try that. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving that idea. Yeah. Okay. They're doing some sort of some matter of a confession box and a pop up gym tent. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> would you fight? Who? Sorry, who would you win? Who would win in a fight? Father Ted or Father Dick Byrne? Who do you think would win in that fight? Dick Byrne, he's a sneaky bastard. Yeah, he is. I'd say yeah. he would win as well, but he only because he cheated. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, who would you rather be trapped on a desert island with? The priest with the boring voice or Father Stack? And yes, he does have his boombox with him. I like a bit of jungle music, so yeah, I'd say Father Stack. Stack. <laughs> brilliant. Peter, it's been absolutely brilliant having you on the show. Best of luck with Ted Fest 2022. Delighted it's back. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Okay. Thanks a million. Bye, bye, bye. Peter Phillips there. You can get all the details and information. Tedfest.org. It's going to be a great crack. It's going to be a great weekend. The 3rd to the 6th of March. Tedfest.org. 11 to 1 on LMFS. LMFS.
Last call for our DIY competition on 086-1800-658. I have a nice prize for the North Coffee Company there on the North Road in Drogheda. They've given me coffee plus a sandwich or a treat or something nice for yourself. And all I want to know, well, all you have to do is tell me about your DIY stories. They could be either a disaster or they can be something that turned out well. Like Brenda Shevlin from Cullen who has sent me a before and after picture of a very tired old looking set of drawers that were just in kind of pine normal pine and she's jazzed it up it looks absolutely gorgeous she says uh, this is uh, the after I have a chest of drawers to do now and a locker very happy with it it's coming in from Bernadette this is what I'm talking about 086 1800 658 Anish Ain Crack Air LMFM Here in the Worian Show to Anna Hood comes by Don Free Man Walking on the Moon on Rauschi Don no on Rauschi the Studio Well, Kinja Erin Lawshaw Savli Nidig Shaskahane Honig Traveller Rashos Boss Bin Ham on Chimpanzee Mundu the Chimp Connus Leavers of Harrington Nur Honig Shay Salche They Ham and Lucky One Ran Uwe Harshay Chimps Ella Eganam Vina Rushigig Her Madri Sus Narukaid Achverti Nasa In Their Wisdom Grona Chimps Nis Kosula Ladina Near Irishan Mission Achkui Ham Sus Enkeg Kwegakuig Mila Own Down Egmahu Weightlessness Agasig Faimu Ganain Stro Lashan Aspa Gravity Erin Malacharash, Huyan Rocket, Haran Destination, Achviham, Slan Savalta in his spacesuit, Gadiger Honig, she there, Ig Float Olsen in Atlanta. Mwah. Shine, crack and lay. Ain crack, er LMFM. I have a couple of jobs on my job search today for you. Meath County Council requires a graduate engineer to apply, check out current vacancies on the Meath County Council website. Flexible light maintenance, caretaking and cleaning is seeking part-time employees in Drogheda to apply. You can email a short CV to flmcjobs at gmail.com. McBride & Co. requires a trainee manager for one of their clients engaged in the construction industry and based in the northeast. You can apply by sending your CV to info at mcbrideandco.ie. Required experienced bricklayers labourer in the Louth area. Contact jamesmal007 at gmail.com. Drogheda Hire and Sales requires the following vacancies. Rigid truck driver, machinery checker, hire controller, HGV driver and sales executive. Full details can be found on career section on drogheadahire.com. The drop-in Calan Shercock Cavan requires an experienced full-time and part-time restaurant supervisor and a kitchen assistant to work weekends. Email your CV to thedropincalan at outlook.ie or you can drop them a message on the drop-in Facebook page. Machine operator for shift work required in trim. Please send your CV to jobs applications trim. Sorry, job applications trim job applications trim at gmail.com Navin Travel requires an experienced travel consultant email your CV to martin.skelly at navintravel.ie or visit travelvalue.ie for details um, Meath County Council is recruiting a health and safety executive as well to apply check current vacancies on their website and the Bees Knees Hair Salon in Kells requires a full part-time qualified senior hair stylist you can contact the Bees Knees Salon at gmail.com and don't forget, all of the details of those jobs can be found in our local job section on lmfm.ie. Quick break and we're back with our winner of our North Coffee competition for your DIY story. And also I've got music from Adele. 11 to 1 on LMFM. Here's something that might interest history buffs. The iconic Boyne Viaduct is to be featured in an episode of the RTE series Drihid and Heron Tonight. So this series explores history, architecture and landscape and the people behind Ireland's bridges, bridges and the pivotal role they've played in historic events and in modern day society. So you have from road to railway bridges, viaducts to footbridges, the man-made structures have been part of Ireland's infrastructure for so long. Uh, but beyond Beyond this primary function, how much do we really know about these structures? So the presenter, uh, he's Lachlan O'Meron. He travels around the country and he explores century old stone bridges to the more modern ones as well. And uh, in this one, in this episode, he's going to be joined by well-known local historian Brendan Matthews, who is fantastic. He is just a wealth of knowledge. So he's going to be giving the lowdown sort of on the viaduct and, um, you know, what what was there before it was built and the significance of it and the whole lot. So it's on 
tonight RTE1 at 7.30pm if you want to check it out if there's a history buff in your in your life or if you're interested in what learning more about the Boyne Viaduct it's on tonight RTE1 at 7.30pm Congratulations to Janice I'm not sure whereabouts you are in the northeast, but you are getting our North Coffee Company coffee and treat or sandwich voucher for your story she says uh, this is the story where her husband painted the sitting room and uh, when she shifted the glass cabinet she discovered that he'd painted around it uh, thank you so much for that Janice and thank you to all of your messages coming in on 086 658 that is our lot on the show for today I'll leave you with Adele have a good day chat to you tomorrow 11 to 1 on LMFM Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.